Hi everybody and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. Uh, my name is Kinger and I'm joined as always by Mark. Hello. By Nally. Well. And by Walshy. Hello. I knew me being first wouldn't last too long. Exactly. Back to where you belong. <laughs> last. I hope this is just an alphabetical thing. <laughs> That's my excuse. Yeah. W. It's al- It's purely alphabetical. Uh, lads, I have a bone to pick with you. I didn't realise that this is a double stout episode um well 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 technically i suppose one of them's a foreign stout but i wouldn't really say it's a double i mean that's a bit harsh on it yeah one of them is a dessert stout (laughs) and the other is a extra stout foreign extra so i mean you know they're they're different enough i mean are they anyway we're in dublin and meath as we continue our journey across ireland's 32 counties and 32 different breweries uh so we have panda nero from brew brewery in uh, meath and we have lineman's uh astral grains representing dublin so mark is that a big that's a big one for you is it the home the home county home county uh astral grains have a lot to live up to um i've actually never had any of their beers um, from Lineman, so I'm looking forward to this, and this has won some very um, uh, prestigious awards as well as a beer. So I'm looking forward to it for that as well. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, with all my technical issues uh, delaying us getting the recording this week started, I have no idea who's going first with their uh, facts about what county. So I'll let the lads take it away. I think it's Nally, is it? Nally and Brew. No, you'd be wrong there, Kinger. Um, it's, me. It's, it, it's me with Brew. It was also okay, fair to fine. assume, because as we are on video chat, Nally was holding up the Brew can, so for Kinger exactly, yeah, guess, yeah. Nally with Brew is fair. Yeah, I would have thought the same. How dare I try and help him? You're right. He should have just known. Put me off, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to do the, the Dublin Brewery. Um, so there'd be uh, no, that makes no bias, um, but yeah, we'll crack away onto this. Uh, so Brew, bit of a little interesting story here. So they're set up in 2013 by a guy called Dara Hanlon, who was working in law at the time, and his friend Patrick Hurley set it up. They kind of expanded, did well. You may notice their, or remember their older, more simpler labels. It was just like the white and blue label or the white and black label with just the Brew uh, lettering. The just three black bow letters with the fodder. Mm. Um, in 2020, they merged with Carrig Brewing from Leitrim. And that's this, why we can't get any damn beer from Leitrim. The rats. Yes. Yeah. So they, they hopped, jumped and skipped all the way down to <laughs> County Mead. But uh, yeah, so they, they merged with Carrig Brewing um, in 2020. Um, as part of that, they brought the Carrig Brewing Urban Jungle Range in as part of like the mainstay for brew. And the head brewer um, from Carrig moved over as the new kind of brew head brewer. So I've had a lot of their urban jungle range. It's really, really good. Now, I hadn't had Carrig or like I've had some of the original brew. I hadn't had Carrig Brewery. So I don't know whether it's like as good as it was and it just moved over or whether it's a whole new level or how different it is. But I've had some of their, their Tutti Frutti, their Osiris, really, really good beers really enjoyable always full of flavor they're always something that when you finish drinking it you're like i should have bought more cans of that because i really want more and so i'm really uh, looking forward to this i'm not going to get in too much i know i normally have a bit of a history lesson um but you know you can't say anything about any town in Meath without all the other towns either hating you or loving you 
so I'm not going to start a fucking flame war over Trim. But uh, one little thing I did find out about it. Trim, sorry, is the town where Brew was based. It's actually mean comes from an Irish uh, meaning the town at the ford of the elderflowers. So, you know, here's an idea for you, Brew. Put some elderflower flavoured drink out there. You know, uh, homage to your hometown. Or, you know, call something, you know, Braveheart. Or free- Braveheart was filmed there as well, Trim Castle. Yeah, yeah. Not too far away, uh, Brian Baru lost the Battle of the Boyne as well. So we, let's commemorate that. Well, that's just a typical mead thing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so does that bring us on to Walshie's Wisdoms for this week about mead? I, uh, Can't wait for this. Yeah, no, this is... <laughs> All right. Um, I found out that uh, when, when they were coming up um, with the name... The people in this county were an actual big fan of the drink mead. So they're like, we might go with that. But they didn't want to copy them letter for letter. <laughs> so they just took out the D and put in a TH just to change it up a little bit. I thought that was very, very well done. Not to be like copy, unless it was like copyright infringement or something. So, you know, they didn't want you that have strikes wh- against them. What you have there is the core of a very good lie. Where you could have said, oh, it was called mead because they brewed it there and old English, new English. I was PH going to go D. with that, but that wasn't believable at all. You started well. <laughs> you started well and then you went fucking off the reservation. That's clearly a lie. Mm. You're full of shit. I'm Gosh. also going to say, you know, considering it's called Kunde Me, not mead, you know, and it was just anglicised from the Irish word, I'm going to say you're probably bollocks on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I struggle to speak English, <laughs> let alone Irish. Oh, we know. Yeah, exactly. Does that mean the people from West? Does that mean the people from Westmead were a fan of a drink called Westmead? No, that's just <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> you should be embarrassed now, so you should. <laughs> Enough of Walshie's bollocks. Okay, well, before, oh, before Walshie gets too upset, this is why the facts are left to the professionals, Kinger. You know what I mean? Move along. Yeah, Move fair, along. Fair. <laughs> Nally, uh, talk to us about Lineman. Yes, so Lineman, uh, it's a new, it's one of the new kids on the block. It's, uh, it was only founded in 2019. So it was founded by a guy called Mark Lucy, and he, uh, I don't know what his job was beforehand, but, you know, he kind of retired from his old job and he had always been big into beer, big into brewing and home brewing. And uh, his big plan was when he retired to open up a brewery to go kind of commercial with it. So, you know, anyway, things happened he did he opened up that brewery went commercial and i've only had a few of the beers from them but they've the i've had two or three now but they've all been proper good beers like they have one it was called vesper and one called idol and the two of them were were really good beers like um his wife vivian works with him as well so she does all of the artwork she's a graphic designer and um, by trade so she does all of the artwork for the cans um you know, we'll probably get into cans a bit later on, but this particular beer, this Astral Grains, it won um it won won the awards for Irish Beer of the Year. So Porterhouse around the clock won first place and then uh Kinnegar Thumper was in the top three as well. So it's yeah, it's it's it should be good. I haven't had it yet. I'm really looking forward to giving it a go. Um Thumper, which was like I said, into in the top class double IPA from Kinnegar Brewery. So if that's anything to go by, if this beat it out, um, you know, in second, I think that's going to be, it's going to have to be something really good. Plus, I'm really looking forward to having two stouts on the episode to mess with Kinger. So that pleases me more. <laughs> boo, yeah. boo, 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 Nelly, boo. I, uh, can I just, 
Can I just stop you, Kinger? Okay, I don't want to... I want to preface this with a disclaimer. That whatever Walsh is about to say about the most populous county in this country, you know, this is completely him. That We have no idea what's about to come out of his mouth, okay? I would also like to point out that I've always stated one is true and one is very not true. So... That's really so we know this one's true, then, is it? I don't know. That's that's for you to decide. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this is probably definitely true. From from, from what Google said. <laughs> right. So the Dublin O'Connell Bridge that covers the River Liffey is the only traffic bridge in Europe which has the same width as its length, and it was originally a rope bridge that could only carry one man and a donkey at a time, and it was replaced with a wooden structure in 1801. So, I'm going to say, Walshy, I feel like your mistake here is that it's too much information. Like, you know, that like that all sounds super plausible. Like The, re- the, real, the real killer for you, <laughs> the real killer for you, man, is you use the date. I mean, I'm surprised you know whether it's a Friday or Saturday, let alone what year it is. <laughs> So using a date is not helping. Yeah, I should have. I should have. There is like, <laughs> I should have ran in. It was like, oh, you know, a Tuesday, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a couple of years back or something like that. Really, just to throw it off. Um, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you see, there was a bit of a paragraph, and I was like, I'm, a, I'm not a man of many words, so saying all of that was kind of like, oh, just say it all, it'll be fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hazard a guess and say that your Dublin fact is true this week. Yeah. Mm. Well, well. How long is that bridge? It's not quite true, isn't it? It's not quite true. Oh. It's oh. It's wider than it is longer. Is it? Well, not by much. Yeah. Well, by a, me- a couple of meters, like that's. Well, I mean, give out to Google. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I'm mean, it'd be handy, Walshy, if you could do your job and get one <laughs> true one and one lie, not two lies. <laughs> if I look up facts about Dublin and it's there in front of me, am I? Where am I one to judge that it's not? It's not a square; it's a rectangle. So immediately from that, it can't be as wide. Who as Who are you lot. to question Google? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't question Google. I believe everything Jesus that is on Google. Christ. Can we go to beer now? Can we, please? <laughs> where Where are we going first? We're gonna. Take ourselves to the endangered panda of Meath. <laughs> the um, rare Meath panda. Yeah. So Famous dead. for only eating yeah. tiramisu. <laughs> he's not so black and white. He's golden. Okay. Golden green. Crack him so, open. So. so what are we drinking? Pandanero. Whoopa! <laughs> You've been waiting all week. Absolutely. To say that, I, I gave out to you last week for not when you were giving out the name of the beers last week for not introducing it like that I was very upset so uh, as we're giving this a little time to settle as it is a stout and you know that's what we do give it a little second it's um, part of the you know urban jungle range and all of the range is really cool from brew they have these like an animal doing something funky in this case they have a panda in what looks like body armour um, mauling a cake um, and it looks like he's doing it over a safe with like guitars knocking about, which is uh, he looks like he's in Kiss, which I think is a reference yeah. to their eye makeup. I think that could yeah. be oh, potentially I think you're... what they were getting on with. Um, but yeah, but they also do a double panda, to, uh, which is a limited edition, and I don't know if it's still knocking about available for sale. Tis. But it's yeah. it is. Going to be like gold dust in about six months when that starts getting short because it is a delicious uh, beer. 
I I might know know a place that has a few uh, a few cup a uh, nice few cans of it. So um, no surprises for seeing that it's a it's a very 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 dark brown slash black with a kind of a creamy head. Yeah, yeah. No so, surprises there. Off co- uh, just quickly on 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 the look of it there the the head it's off color but it's not like remember last week we had the uh, O'Hara's Nitro Stout and the head stuck around the whole way down to the bottom so the head on this goes quick enough it's not going to yes. stick around the whole way it's definitely going to no. be gone after a sip or two like so I kind of want Kinger to lead us through these two beers yeah. a little bit because he's so reticent about the stouts what are the impressions of the smell you're getting King? it smells like every other craft stout that's packed full of random flavours it's the same thing just packaged up differently like essentially is what I'm getting I would have said it has a sweetness to it but okay yeah but it's packaged with a panda <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, to be fair, it does. It does smell quite nice. It. Um, I get a very strong smell of chocolate off it, which I think is a bit a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. that ch- that Ten chocolate percent. and uh, coffee in the background as well. So, um, in terms of mouthfeel, it's got a little hint of carbonation, a little tickle on the tongue, you might say, um, and it's just for me, it's just right for like craft stout. Obviously, when you're drinking a Guinness, you want that flat creaminess. But with something like this, where there's sweetness and flavors and adjuncts added in, uh, you don't necessarily want that creaminess because if there's too much going on, it'll just coat your mouth and overpower you. You need a little bit of carbonation just to clear the palate. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you, Mark. I think the the carbonation in this they've got it just right. It's not it's not too overpowering. It is enough to carry to carry the flavor there. And um, yeah, it's there's a good bit of flavor to carry in it as well. Like it, it genuinely does taste like having a tiramisu and a coffee after a wedding dinner or something. That's the impression I get when I'm drinking it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have never seen a man so deep in thought and looking at Kinger right now. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like I feel like it's David Attenborough. Like he's questioning life right now. I tell, tell you what I'm doing. I'm I'm trying to drink it and listen to what the lads are saying, and and. And tell them that I think they're talking through their holes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I swear to God, I'm trying. But you can't. I know. It's genuinely delicious. I know. But we're right. I know that I, I'm very negative when it comes to stouts and f- flavor-packed stouts. Like, I don't even know. Like, what what, what do you call them? Like Stouts. <sighs> Dessert stouts. Yeah, this one okay. I... I don't like tiramisu and I don't like stouts. So this, I don't like. I don't like. Like I also don't like a stout that's very heavily carbonated. I don't. I that that like it's more like a. Is that more like a porter? Like is is that is that? Am I am I am I wrong there? Well, I think this this yeah. wouldn't be heavily carbonated. To be fair, yeah. it's it's more kind of okay. Just so so com- compared to the likes of O'Hara's like we had last week or a Guinness, that is. It's way fizzier on yeah. the mouth. Yeah, but oh, I yeah. think as the flavor goes up, as I we kind of mentioned, when the flavor goes up, if if there's no carbonation, like in a Guinness, and it's too creamy, then all that flavor just sits in your mouth and it builds and builds and gets overpowering halfway through the point. You're like, oh, and it, it's blowing my head. So you need something to take yeah. it away, yeah. like dippers. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Dippers yeah. aren't carbonated enough, like we had last week. You end up with that boozy flavor in your mouth, and it gets worse yeah. and worse. 
So anything like that, <clears throat> you do need a kind of thing. And, and that's just to, to throw it out there. This is 7%. So this is like up there in, in alcohol content. It's quite yeah. strong. Walshie, what are your thoughts? I like it. But like, <laughs> as as we Simple. went off last week, I found that uh, the stout we had last week and Guinness was kind of bland and didn't have a lot of flavour to it. Whereas this has a lot of flavour to it, which I enjoy. Which is to go back on the stouts that I've been drinking the last few months that I prefer. Because it has them flavours, which is the polar opposite to you. You enjoy the Guinness and you enjoy the one we had last week. Just to, to roll us back a little bit here, because myself and Nally just as a disclaimer, are already big fans of this beer. And now that Walsh said he likes it, I feel like the next few minutes could feel like a kinger bashing and like browbeating him into, <laughs> into thinking like us. So just to kind of roll back a little bit on what it tastes like. Natty, bring us through the kind of flavours we're getting here. So, yeah, so it's um, the flavours in it. It's kind of got that, you know, it's a tiramisu dessert stout, so it's got that coffee and chocolate in it. It is pretty sweet at the front. Um, you kind of get the chocolate and the sweetness kind of at the start. But as it's, you know, at the end when it's finishing off, when you're finishing your mouthful, that's when you kind of get hit with that coffee and kind of just a little bit of bitterness. Not too much, but just a little bit of it at the end. Um, and then the carbonation helps wash it away. So like you're saying, it's not sitting there just coating your whole mouth, leaving that flavor there because it is, you know, it is a pretty strong flavor. And if it was, you know, if it was less carbonated, it's going to be sitting there for a long time. And I don't know. Like I said, I'm a fan of it, but if it's sitting there for a long time, I think it could just overwhelm you and, you know, kill it, essentially. Uh, well, she, we had a couple of stouts way back when, the start of season one, and one of them was like a coffee-flavoured stout. Um, and you were mm-hmm. talking about how you like the kind of flavourful stouts, but you don't like coffee, so that kind of put you off for it. How are you finding the kind of coffee tones in this? <clears throat> I don't think... That was the... Was it Wild Beer Company? Broken Dreams. Yeah. I don't find the coffee as um, strong in this as I did. Like that last one was genuinely was so powerful with coffee I found. Whereas it's not <coughs> subtle, like it's there, but it's not overpowering in comparison. Like it blends with the the, the kind of chocolatey quite nicely. None of them is kind of more than the other. So do you think it's the kind of sweetness that you get from it as well? The kind of balances the two of them out whereas with the siren broken dreams it was just coffee which led it being just bitterness absolutely like. yeah 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 pretty much yeah. yeah um so kinger's face is still just looking at us saying not ha- not having it lads it's bollocks I- however there is there is a bit of doubt in his eye i see him <laughs> doubting himself just a little i think he's being swayed slightly no no i'm not i'm not being swayed i'm trying to not be negative for the sake of being negative about, about a stout i'm i'm honestly trying to drink it in different ways like sip it gulp it like kind of slurp it in my mouth a bit kind of, but i'm just i'm not picking up what you're putting down like i'm just not well you see <laughs> at the end of the day Kinger, it's all very fair you like one kind of stout the rest of us are fairly on board with uh especially myself them very flavor for packed full of one and it's just not your thing that's like no, there's nothing wrong I, with I that feel, it's all personal I feel like if somebody if somebody came out with a stout that was like a like a terry's chocolate orange stout i might like that because it's it i like the flavor from the start do you know what i mean so like maybe what who has them give me yeah they they <laughs> what give me i'd yeah, say you'd uh, hate orange it orange chocolate Orange chocolate stouts, yeah. So the White Hag had a few, brought one out last year, and uh, someone else brought one out as well. I think it was Third Circle brought one out as well last There's year. 
Um, so if I see them around Christmas, man, we pick you up on and see. There's also goes. one called Half yeah, Absolutely. Moon, which is like a Jaffa cakey kind of stout. Yeah. It's an imperial that was like 12%. It's very strong. Ooh. But if you do love orangey chocolate kind of flavor, you'll be able to deal with it. It was too much for me, but people who love that taste, they'll like it. Uh, okay, well, I mean, shall we shall we move on to the rating, or do you want to continue talking about the flavors? Oh, that I don't think exist we pretty or? much summed it all up in what I thought. I'd rather just wait for a minute or two because you know when we get to the rating, it usually means we're about to finish the beer. And, oh, fair. Uh, okay, fair. I really don't yeah. want to finish. I really don't want to finish this one because uh, you know it's. Uh, it's quite tasty. It, it might get a decent rating, put it that which way. Is, which, is, which is interesting, Ali, because I've said this before. You either swamp a beer or you, you like, slow poke it, like, depending on your feelings. And this one, you're slow poking, so I'm assuming it's going to be very positive. Yeah, I think I think that's what uh, it tends to be with um, kind of some of the IPAs or stuff like that when we, you know, we get near the end and I'm like, mm, this is really good, let's get rid of this. But I generally have bought myself a second can of it. <laughs> However, in this case, dumbass didn't purchase the second can. <laughs> I will say one thing I found with this, um, a slight negative of it is the high alcohol content and the body of it is quite full. It can be filling and it can kind of o- not overpower you, but like it will fill you up like it is a dessert stout. It's, you know that it's meant to be kind of as a dessert so it's like almost like a bit of a meal. I would say never, I would not not recommend drinking more than two of these in a row. Because I think if you drink too many, you'll spoil this on yourself. So I've always stopped at two, just because I don't want to ruin it on myself. So anyone out there is looking to try it, don't go out, buy six and plan on drinking six of them. Because, you know, you won't have a good time. Yeah, I don't 100% agree with you, Mark. I think yeah. the other thing I'd, I'd just throw out there is um, the double panda that we spoke of is quite similar to this um but it's it's more flavor and it's that higher uh, alcohol percentage i think it's up near 11 percent roughly 10 10 my head one, now. I could I be think. wrong 10 1 maybe yeah up around that but it's double digits anyway yeah so you know breaking into that is is a good bit of a difference as well i tell it's you a i tell you what and this this could be a bit of a contradiction but if if i even though i'm not a massive fan of tiramisu i think if there was more flavor tiramisu in that i might like it more Okay. Just like it, it, it get that it, double panda into you. It takes away the bitterness. Do you know what I mean? You're just looking for any reason to criticize this, aren't you? Yeah. <sighs> no, but you I'm can see that he's trying to it. kind of come at from our point of view. I don't like tiramisu, but if it tasted more <laughs> like tiramisu, it'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads. I'll kick it off um, into the crafty crew. Tried and trust tried and trusted rating system of you know absolute garbage being unbearable booze Booze. middle of the road being just bare some really good quality stuff being brutal and then the cadillac the rolls royce of beers being unbelievable and for me straight out the bat this is right up there as a brutal beer I'm a big fan of this. Um, it's top quality beer. Really enjoy it. It it is what it says in the tin. It is a dessert stout. So as Mark was saying, it can get kind of heavy if you're having too many of them. You really are just kind of one, two cans with this and move on to something else. It's not worth ruining it on yourself because it's so damn good. <laughs> so I jump in. I'm simple. I'm I'm with Nally. I think it's brutal. Um, it's the kind of stouts I like. It's flavored. 
Uh, it is a bit heavy. I can understand that, like what the boys were saying, it is that dessert stout. You could have two, maybe three max, and you'd be like, right, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm happy enough. Maybe I might take a nap or something, you know. But uh, it's it's still a it's still a beautiful beer for me. Yeah, um, and I'll just agree with the two. Of you. It is it's smack bang on beautiful. Um, what would it need to be an unbeer leaveable beer? Maybe a little less bitterness. Maybe lose a bit of heaviness. But if it loses that, it loses what it is. And I don't think you'd want it. I think it's just an absolutely beautiful beer, and it has its exact place. And you know, I really love this. I've been buying it for a while. I'm going to continue to buy it. It's going to be like if I'm having my stouts or I'm having some stouts of an evening at home, the first one I'm going to have is a Pandanera. So, Kinger, Whoopa. what's going on in that big fat brain ears? <laughs> Whoa, body shaming. Uh, it's fat for the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> it's fat because he's so smart. <laughs> I, it's, do you know what? It's not as bad as I was expecting. I think it's just, I think it's just beer. Hey. I think it's just beer. Uh, I think a booze it. for this would be very harsh because it, it like it 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 does what it says in the tin essentially, and that's that's kind of one of the biggest things I look for in a beer. Like I, you know, I hate tasting something that says it's one thing and then it tastes like something completely different. Like that's, you know, so yeah, boo to you, shouting at strangers. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say I'll say ju- just beer. Um, Probably leaning a little towards Brutiful as well. To be fair to it, like I think you know, it's it's um, it's not it's not a bad beer by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, oh, we're getting there, lads, slowly but surely. So guys, that's <laughs> gonna round up as a Brutiful for um, Brews uh, and the Nero. I don't think that's your job. That's as good. That's, no, no, that's, that's as good as that's that's as good as the meat accent as I'm going to do. Oh so no, Kinger, uh, Kinger, I... astral grains. Um. Hang on, <laughs> hang on now. I was just going to preface and, and just remind anyone who who any new listeners maybe or anyone who has forgotten the Kinger is going to do a little outro for us for each beer in the accent of the place where it's from. Okay, now let's be clear. Me, there's there's not really a Meath accent, but there is a specific Trim accent. So, and it's very yeah. different Ooh. to like a Navan accent or, you know, an up towards Virginia accent or wherever. So you have got to get this bang on, Kinger, okay? Trim. And it's not Meath, it's a Trim accent we're looking for. After your Carlo from last week, I mean, you've a lot to live up to. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. I'm assuming that... Uh, all that's going through Kinger's head right now is Braveheart was filmed there. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll do Scottish. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> what was the Irish lad? Pandanero! His name was Stephen. Uh, it's a great Stephen. name, solid name, and it's my With island. A PH, I think, it? like, as Walshie, no, as Stephen, Walshie, as Walshie touched on earlier, like Mead, like there's no TH. It's like it is like it's Mead, and they're 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 a bit country, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives brews that gives brew breweries panda nero a beautiful rating from the crafty crew podcast hey, yeah, on, it's lads. not bad like it's very not acceptable bad. It's very acceptable just as the lads finish up talking about how they've nearly broken me when it comes to stouts uh, we'll move on to lineman's astral grains uh so crack them open lads yes sir <clears throat> 
This is right up there with all so, of the beers we've had in terms of my excitement level. Yeah, so this is one that I am absolutely dying to try. Ever since we kind of... It was last season, lads. I think it might have been on our Dippa episodes, or earlier even. Maybe on our Stout episodes. We talked about the Irish Beer Awards 2020 and uh, spoke that Astral Grains had come in the top three. Um, and ever since then, I've been trying to get my hands on it. And when we said we were going to do Dublin, it was the only one I could think of getting. Because I just want to try it so bad. <laughs> so just to touch on the can a little bit, again, while we let it set, it's um, a lovely kind of silver can with a lovely black label. It's very cool. Loads of like little silver pinpoints for the stars and the silver moon, I guess. Um, and, you know, astral means like of the stars. So these are grains from the stars, I guess, um, which all grains would be if you go back far enough. And yeah, it's a it's a really simple kind of can design, but really uh, really good. All right, Carl Sagan, chill out there. Life, ah ah ah, finds uh, a way. Jeffrey Goldblum, you fine specimen. See, I love I love that thing about the universe and stars and planets and like so essentially we all came from stardust from billions and billions and billions of years ago. So we are the universe experiencing itself. Okay. Like what you you've gone what? full Carl Sagan, uh, and it, this is why I love it. Like ah. <laughs> uh. The can, the can is very cool. I have to say, I love, I love the big moon as it's, well because, like, I'm, I'm a sucker for if there's a big moon out like at night, I'll just sit there and stare at it for. I don't hours. know about you lads, but I, you know, if you turn it to the side where it's kind of got the barcode and just you can kind of see half the moon there, it looks very like some kind of like '80s cartoon animation type of job or something like that, doesn't it? It's just kind of got that feel about it. Maybe, yeah. Just I don't know. There's something about it. It's got that weird feel about it. I, I think it's a class can though. Big fan of it. No more than you. The, uh, the whole. Um, Astral theme and space theme is uh, pretty cool. I I also love when stouts go for like black backgrounds because it's reminiscent of when you're looking at a stout, you're looking at into this like portal of blackness where no light escapes. When you replicate that in the can, it really draws yeah. you. Yeah, and I suppose you know if you want to go even further into that, the right and all being white could replicate the head, I guess. But there's not much head on this. Um, it dies off pretty quick. Ooh. Segway, baby, segway. No, it's but, gone very quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, very that quick. head dies off pretty quick. <laughs> it is hella dark, though. That that is a hella dark stout. So it is. Um, yeah, the head's gone pretty quick. When we get to the smell, then <laughs> it's just stout. I mean, it's I'm getting something. It, it's not. It's nothing. It's nowhere near what we get with the Pandanero. So it isn't. Like the Pandanero was real sweet and kind of kicked you in the face a bit. This one is a lot more subtle, so it is. Now, is that is that because we've just drank Pandanero that that's still in our in our in our nostrils or in our taste buds? Like, yeah, maybe. I think there's a definite bit of sweetness here. Not as much, but there's it's not like a normal stout where you. You kind of get a creaminess, almost a dairy kind of hint off it. This is there's some sort of sweetness or coffee or something there. Yeah, there's definitely something. It's it's. I don't think it is a lot more subtle though, because the Pandanero being that dessert stout, it is. You know, that's kind of what it's aiming to do is be that sweetness and that kind of coffee flavor straight up and getting that full on aroma. Whereas this one, it's it's a foreign extra, so it is kind of more basic kind of. You know, without as many adjuncts in it, 
So it's not going to be as full on with the with the aroma and the. Well, we'll see about the flavor when I get to it. I'm going to kick this off right now, and I'm going to say right off the bat, the fact that there's less carbonation in this than Pandanero, uh, this is already a nicer stout for me. Okay. Like, already. I, I, I would argue that, though, Kinger. I think this might be as carbonated as Pandanero, at least as carbonated. No. No it's way. Just, it doesn't have yeah, no agree. way. It doesn't have it's as many no adjuncts. Way. So the flavor isn't bouncing around as much. So it's a no. much like plainer stout. No way. But it, carbonation wise, it's very much. That's the same. Uh, okay. Maybe. No, maybe it was the can I had, but that the Pantanero was like drinking Seven Up with a load of flavors in it. Like a, it was that fizzy and carbonated. Okay, I think this isn't that. There's a massive difference. Okay, that's your opinion, which you are entitled to. But I would agree with Nally in saying when you hold this on your tongue, you are getting those tickling of bubbles. And I would say it is a notch up even from from Pandanero. Yeah. Because it leaves a bit of a dryness, doesn't it, on your on your palate when it's gone. Yeah, I think it's at least as carbonated as Pandanero. No more than yourself, if not a bit more. But because there isn't the adjuncts in there, you're not, you know, your, your taste buds aren't being assaulted by the extra flavors of the coffee and the the sweetness and the whole tiramisu vibe. Okay. I think that's, you know, I think that's okay. what's given it. I'll take that it. bit extra because your, your taste buds are, you know, they're more active. So you're kind of probably feeling the, the carbonation that bit more possibly. You guys are the stout experts on this podcast. I won't so I'll take, well, I'll, I'll take your, I'll take your, your guidance on board. I, like it's very positive for me so far. I have to say, uh, that's, that's, while that's she's doing as usual being while she's doing as usual being quiet here which always worries me because it's very hard to get a word in edgewise with some of you <laughs> what do you think you let me ruin my beer you dick <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's very nice uh, I don't know if the Pandanero's taste is still there I don't get a huge difference in the two um, oh. I mean, it, the the chocolateiness of the Pandanero isn't obviously as there as much, but for the most part, I, <clears throat> I I don't know if you'd have them in a empty glass in front of me that I'd really be able to tell the difference that much. I think some of the things that Pandanero, like it is a dessert stout, so it has that on the can. That's what it's going for. That kind of heavy finish to something. It's going for that full on taste but even so Pandanero was 7% on the button this is 7.2 even though there's very slightly more alcohol with the what I think is a bit more carbonation and a lighter body this doesn't feel like a 7.2% stout this feels like a more typical 5-6% to craft stout I don't know are you guys getting yeah. that? Yeah, I, def- I definitely think it tastes um, lighter I like as we've said about the Pandanero it's heavy you could probably have 2 or 3 but it definitely tastes like now with the small boat we've drank so far, except Nally probably. Dash. Um, you could probably have you know a, a couple more. Yeah, I think the drinkability of this is way higher than Pandanero. Yeah. Um, you can definitely have a couple of pints of this and be happy out. It's not. It's nowhere near as heavy. Um, you know, it's still it's still quite rich in flavor. I think. You know, it's not as in your face. But you get that chocolateiness, and you do get a bit of the 
the kind of coffee as well. But excuse me. But it's nowhere near as in your face as the Pandanero Walchi. But is that you know what do you reckon? Like it's not it's not as upfront. There's definitely the same kind of flavors in there. But like yeah, drink, the sweetness, a- the sweetness and the fullness that you get from the Pandanero is way higher than what you're getting off this kind of. Yeah, drinking a bit more of it. Um, it's it's definitely smoother. I find as well. It's definitely it goes down so much. Kind of, um, I don't know, cleaner. Kinger's ad again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it it goes down so nice. I think, and it's so smooth. Into like the Panamera, we for the most part we all really really enjoyed, but it does have that heaviness kind of a taste of whereas this you know like Mar said percentage wise there's not a huge difference and this is a little bit higher but if I didn't tell you this was a 7.2 thing you're like oh yeah no this is probably a nice comfortable maybe a 5 or a 6 and then I told you about 7 something you're like really it's that strong you know that kind of way I think for me and you know I have a feeling Nally you'll agree with me on this but Walsh and King I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this with stouts, for me, subtlety is a major factor. So, in terms of the whole beer spectrum and cider spectrum, you've so much carbonation range, and stouts are way at the bottom. Like, we're talking about, is it more carbonated, less carbonated? They're in a very tight range, the two beers, the two stouts we've had tonight, and it's very low. Um, so, if you have too powerful of a flavour, it is not going to get cleared, and it will build, and it will feel heavy, and that detracts from the overall enjoyment of the beer. Um, and I think with this, they seem to have like gotten the carbonation just a little higher than maybe it needs and the flavour a little lower. And what that's doing is it's clearing your palate. And it's reminding me, actually, weirdly enough, of a session, a Citra Session IPA. Low alcohol, high carbonation, really fruity burst of flavour, but then it's gone straight away and you're ready for the next drop. You know, you're, you're ready for the next glass and the next pint and the next 20 because of the session. But that's kind of what this reminds me of in terms of its performance. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Um, I do I do kind of get what you mean, all right, Um, in the ways of a session. I don't know, because they're so low ABV and what have you. But um, I think I do get the general thought process behind what you mean. It's definitely... a uh, very uh drinkable as in you could you could definitely drink a few in comparison to like the pandanero that it's a small few it's that heavy breakfast stout whereas you could comfortably drink a few even against like a guinness which is a is a heavy enough stout as well that after a few you were like Oof, you know i might need to switch to something else i think you could kind of comfortably drink a few of these and then that 7.2 will kick in and you're like maybe i shouldn't have more of these yeah, so I mean, when we're talking about the drinkability, put it this way. If we think about IPAs, say, at this range, a 7.2 IPA is in the category for double IPAs. And I feel like I could have more of these stouts because that flavor is more subtle. They're not overly carbonated than I could have of those double IPAs, those dippers, where they they tend to be quite highly carbonated because... They have so much flavor in them. They're trying to keep your palate cleansed. So they're super carbonated. So it's hard to drink a load of pints of them. Whereas this is still in the same range alcohol wise. But I could easily drink more pints of this than I could 
of of a of a dipper. I don't know, Kinger. What what do you think about that? Maybe with the dipper comparison, like because dippers are kind of your wheelhouse. So yeah, I mean, as as much as I like dippers, there's no way you can stay on them for the night. Like <clears throat> it's it's kind of a build up to it and finish on one or start on one and then kind of maintain the buzz for the night. You know, um, <laughs> the, like. It surprised me. I hadn't looked at the alcohol content of this, and it surprised me to know that it was more than the last one. Um, I feel like I could drink this for the night, but I'd probably get two or three in and be like, oh, I'm done, like, you know. Um, That said, I am a fan of a mocha, and I feel like this... I feel like this is... This is very similar. It has, you have just enough bitterness for the coffee kind of taste of it, but there's a, a, a little sharpness when it comes to the bitters, the bitter side of the sweetness for the chocolate. I know that all sounds like a massive contradiction, but like, I think it's very similar. I still th- feel like it's slightly less carbonated than Pandanero. Maybe it was just the can I had. I don't know, but, um, I think less is more with this one for sure. Yeah, I think we can see yeah. why it was so um, critically acclaimed. Like, we've been singing its praises. Yeah. With the, the Pandanero, yeah. I even had to throw in a couple of little caveats towards the end about about it. With this, you know, I, I'm not sure where I'm going to find a caveat. I'll find one. But um, yeah. I'm not sure where yet. <laughs> I think I think the thing as well uh, uh, that we, we can throw in with this is um, just on the Pandanero, um, like... It, it does what it says in the tin so yeah we're saying we can drink this more but you know the Pandanero does call out it's a dessert stout I mean you know, yeah. how many desserts are you eating after dinner you know you're not going to have more than yeah, three yeah, yeah. maybe maybe no. four <laughs> depends if they're good if, if you if you have a little like chocolate ball that you can melt and oh like god damn it king or where was it but anyway I'll let that go someday. <laughs> or if you have some really good ice cream. I, should, I shouldn't some really to- good ice cream. I shouldn't have told you about that, should I? <laughs> no. Or if you have some really good ice cream that no one else is allowed. That is oh you know, th- yeah, but you yeah. know, you're not gonna have too many of them. Unless you're Daza, then you have them all. But um yeah, I think that's yeah. what this is doing well. <clears throat> it's keeping that subtlety there, um, which gives it that high drinkability. Um and stouts like we say are generally so heavy with that kind of higher carbonation it does cleanse the palate a lot more than well, more than I'd expect from a from a stout with that can I, can I just call I Mark one go on go on go on can I just call out as well I think a lot of credit here needs to go to Lyman for a brewery in their second year to be brewing beers that obviously took as much work as this that are subtle and flavourful whatever about the awards like for me, if, if I was to set up a craft brewery, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to bang out an IPA in a session and a lager and I'm going to like make my money back and then I'm going to start experimenting while I still have a range of really successful beers that keep me going. Linemen, they seem to have just, your man, Mar- is it Mark Lucy and his wife Vivian? Yeah. They seem to have just absolutely gone for the, you know what, we love brewing and we're going to brew for the fucking sake of it. And I have to say, there can't be any better badge of honour in the in the craft beer community than that because they've done a fantastic Absolutely, job here. Yeah. This yeah. this is one of those beers that makes me want to like actually actively look for lineman beers to buy. 
I, I mean, look, <clears throat> we can talk about this uh, uh, for another half an hour, I'd say, if we wanted, but I'm going to move us on swiftly to the rating of this beer. And I'm just going to start it so there's no major like uh, uh, climax at the end of this. This is absolutely brutal for me. Like, it's it's a gorgeous beer. And for me to, to say that about a stout, uh, I never thought I'd say that about a stout. It's brutal. Um there's no two ways about it. You guys are probably be way more positive than I am, but um, uh, there, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll go next, Gengar. And uh, yeah, that's a bit strange to hear you so positive on a stout. I mean, you know, yeah. usually we take the piss out of you for being Mister Positivity, except for when it comes to stouts, because you tend to shit all over them, <laughs> all over them, yeah, <laughs> all over them. Um, however, I feel like your positivity on this one is more than justified. Um, you know, I if you if you put this in front of me, regardless of whether it won best beer in the world or you know was last place, it would make a difference. To me, this beer is unbelievable. This is a savage stout oh. size. Um, I feel like you know this has more than justified its place at winning one of the top awards in the country last year it's it's really good and the subtlety that's there in it it is kind of that sweetness there are those coffee tones but it's nowhere near overpowering the carbonation in there gives it a nice kick and hell man for a 7.2 percent beer you could drink that shit all night like that's crazy so it is yeah absolutely you could try drink that all night more than fair, more than fair point, Walter. Yeah, more just throw that in there. <laughs> that seven point two will catch up on you fairly rapid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, unbelievable. For everything we've said and more, I can't wait to try more of this. I'm caught. I'm caught between two. So I'm caught between beautiful and unbelievable. Oh. It's definitely, <sighs> it's definitely nicer than Pandanero, and I gave that beautiful. But is it enough to really push it over the edge? And for a stout, <laughs> usually a kind of stout that I wouldn't be usually gone for. Yeah, I, I, I think it has. I think it has, definitely. It's the smoothness I, I really like. Uh, and like like we've all said, do you know what I mean? You could attempt to drink them all night. That percentage is going to catch up and, yeah, and it's going to it's gonna hit you. It's going to hit you hard eventually. But for them first three or four that you get to enjoy you're you're going to be in bliss so uh, it has to be an unbelievable we we were just i was doing the maths really quick in my head and when you were saying you were torn between the two of them i was like oh shit that means it's a four or five it doesn't matter it's irrelevant at this stage yeah it's getting the goddamn unbelievable (laughs) we always round up like (laughs) rounding up baby and we don't need to on this occasion that's it would have been one of them things that even if I did go brutal, I would not have been upset if it got unbelievable do you know what I mean but it it stands it stands on top of 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 a lot of them other ones so guys I'll just four and a half I'll I'll just round that up right Uh, four and a half the magic number here because that becomes the fourth full entry where are you getting four and a half no, no, it's, oh, it's 4.75, but there's four and a half in the Unbelievable Club. Yes, now. yes. So that's both. Yeah. This is the fourth full beer to join the Unbelievable Club. And I think they're all been so good. We we should always give them a mention when they have a new brother or sister. So we have Golly Bay Breweries uh, of Foam and Fury, Dippa. Excellent, number one. We have from our final episode last season, Hope uh, Beer's Grunt Wheat Beer, which was a very fantastic entry. 
from this from this season, we had number three, which was Red Noir by Yellow Belly. Absolutely oh, yes. delicious dark red ale, Irish dark red ale. If anyone's interested, if you haven't had a, a red ale before, go for it, man. It's gonna convert you. Just just I, a quick one on Red Noir. It's legit at the minute. Probably my favorite beer. I can't get enough of this stuff. I had it. <laughs> I had it last uh, that night. I was down in Sean's in the apartment after oh. and I was drinking other beers and you know when you're that drunk you're like oh yeah this is grand this is grand generally drank that and I was like looking at the can for about a minute after I was like I need to remember this thing this is so it's good. so good <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy anyway sorry and we also have a uh, Dolman um, <laughs> Irish uh, wait was Dolman a stout was it Shanko wasn't it Shanko Shanko, Shanko Dolman. Shanko Dove by Dolman Brewery, and it was a stout Port. in a. Yeah. It was a barrel aged stout. Yeah. Whiskey barrel stout, yeah. Okay. Absolutely fantastic, but you two boys oh. have to yeah. have it yet to yeah. confirm it as a as an unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and it's their new brother slash sister, Astral Grains by Lineman Brewer Brewing. Because mm, we don't want to be assuming genders now. So come here, lads. Now uh, I'm so confident on this one, right? Do you want a north side or a south side Dublin accent? <laughs> Switch halfway through. The crafty crew have to give kudos to Lineman and Astral Grains with an unbelievable rating. <laughs> it's right up there with Carlo. <laughs> yeah, give me that. I know Dublin people who sound like that, so okay. <laughs> Like I don't, I I've no idea how like you know the Southsiders would rate it, you know, but like it's a bit. <laughs> stout. It's no, it's no high note. You know what I mean? Stout is far <laughs> too much of a poor people drink for me to be having. I have a request here from a young man in Dublin who has a question for the podcast. His name is Mark Hughes. Mark, take it away. He's coming in live. Thanks, Gear. Via satellite. Thanks, Gear. I'm real nervous about being on a, on a podcast series, so please bear with me. I've written. I've written. I've written. I've written. I've written um, it down. I, I'm just going to ask you. Um, okay, no, seriously. Okay, guys, I talked a little bit earlier about how I kind of had this kind of weird brain comparison between sessions and the astral grain station you know, often a typical idiot tangent. But I did think of this. What is the worst two characteristics, right, from two different styles you think you could meld together? Like, and what I'm trying to get here with this is, okay, let's say stouts, like typical stouts are subtle, they're creamy, whatever. Dippers are like boozy, medium carbonation, whatever. Sessions, fucking carbonation off the charts, super fruity flavours. Okay, what do you think is the worst two combinations of different styles you could bring together? Kinger, what do you think? Taking something as sacrosanct as a gorgeous, creamy stout and putting something like some type of a sour flavour that doesn't have any business being there and putting them together. What's the point? Why even? Why? Like it's easy. Are you having you a, know, are you having do a go one or the other? Are you having a go at, They're both lovely. Are you having a go at Guinness and blackcurrant drinkers, are you? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. I seen someone I seen a video during the week. Somebody asked for somebody asked 
Somebody somebody asked a barman for a Guinness shandy, and he gave it to him. Uh, like that's that's get out of my pub territory. He so so <laughs> he filmed himself pouring a quarter glass of Seven Up into his pint glass, and then filling the rest with Guinness. Imagine doing that. What? What? I've never seen a man Horrific so offended stuff. in my life. Horrific stuff. I can't say he's wrong though. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. It it sounds awful. Um, I was going to lean in a similar kind of thing. Was throw a cider in with a stout sounds sacrilegious. Uh, preferably a rose yeah. cider with a stout. That would be. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're being out. You're being outed into a desert island on your own. You're being exiled. That's with this podcast. Saying rosé cider is like playing top trumps and knowing you have like a card that can't be beaten by any other card because you're like, That's it. I say yeah. rosé cider, oh. it's the worst thing. Oh, it can That's be what... beaten. However, it involves rosé cider as well. <laughs> but then it can. <laughs> no, no. But I feel like rosé yeah. cider and stout might be slightly better than rosé cider and fucking pilsner. Jesus mm. Christ, I hate pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no stout has ever we gotten lower. We haven't had a pilsner or lager no. on the podcast for a while. Yes, we've had enough of them. We've oh, had enough we of had them. It's fine. That one from Society. We had the Society. yeah, which was Curious That's Society. One, yeah. yeah, and we also had uh, Third Circle Trinity Pilsner. For fuck's sake, why there did we start? One. Why did we start the podcast with that? What was wrong with us? Were we young and naive, or were we still tick? Bonali, <laughs> there is one pilsner that's not bad. Now it is local, but no, no. Let's not plug your employer right now. No, no, Fuck hey, pilsners. no, no, no. <laughs> I was just going to name a, a pilsner that we enjoy. That's, that's all. That's it's terrible by your employer. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> okay, I said nothing about where I work. You brought that up. Shut up, Duns. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, just to uh, calm it down a bit, I'll plug you up my answer. I would have said that. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Combining the sourness of like a sour, something with hibiscus or something, oh. in it, with the brown aleiness of a brown ale, not a great oh, brown ale, stranger, like Jesus. a standard yes. brown ale with a standard sour. I mean, I don't mean terrible or bad or, or brilliant. I just mean an average brown ale looks an average sour to have a sour brown ale. Shouting at strangers. I mean, is that not just while I'm shouting at strangers? How terrible that beer was! Yeah. It's yeah, it's not. It's not too <laughs> but far no, that from didn't it. That taste like a brown fair. ale at all. That just tasted like a straight up. Yeah, sour. imagine how much worse it would have been if it tasted brown ale. Hey man, brown ales are okay. You got You got to lay off the brown ales. We get one of them. We one of the brown ales got a brutal on our on our show, boys. So I mean, you got to lay off them a bit. Did it? Yeah. Which one? Yeah. yeah. Bam- Bambrick's brown yeah. ale. Bambrick's. Well, she, I must send you a picture of it later. I, uh, remind me, I have an ice cream sour oh. that I picked up up north. So it's an ice wow. cream sour IPA. Nally, so like Nally, just say nothing for a couple of seconds. The lads are having a moment, so just I have two of them as well. I just let's appreciate this. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I have two of them. They were they they were dear because they were like a limited edition. Next week, like, next week we're yeah. heading to Offaly and Westmeath. We have Schlieve Bloom Brewing Company's Rising Moon, which is a berry IPA, and we have Dead Centers Seeking Sunshine, which I think we're all pretty excited about. Uh, but until then, it's a goodbye from Nally. Goodbye from Mark, goodbye from Walshie, and from myself, Kinger, 
See you next week.